trying to get serious here, Pastor Philz. He is, yeah, yeah. Nah. Look, you know what? God is really stirring my heart tonight as we're in there in worship for people. You know, I just believe uh, maybe you're here tonight and, and you are going to hear a message about connecting with people, but maybe God is going to talk to you about connecting with Him uh, because He's been talking to me about that as well this week. But you know what? God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And you know what? He also gave us this command, and that is to love our brothers and sisters like he loves us, like as he loves us, and he gave his life for us. So can we pray for a moment? Let's close our eyes, let's lift our hands and ask God to prepare our hearts for the word. God, we thank you so much what you're doing in this church. God, we thank you for this message you're speaking to us about community, God, about love, about connect. And God, tonight we open our hearts, God. We don't just want to go through the motions. We believe your word is powerful, that God, that your word has the ability to change our world. And God, we open our hearts tonight and ask that you would speak to us, God, that you would impart something to us, God, about love, about people. And God, you'll continue to work in a mighty way in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, why don't you grab a seat, tell the person next to you, you're glad you're sitting with them tonight. Thanks, Lise. You can... Uh, you can sit down for a moment, but I'm not done with you for the night. You can come back in a little while. Uh, this is Connect Month. We are in Connect Month, and this is all about people. You know what? This is not Connect Group Month. This is not uh, about a structure. It's not about a system. It's about a heart of a church that is for people, about connecting people, about accepting people, about getting people connected with God and with each other. But before we do, I do want to talk about connect groups for a moment. I'll touch on them again later. Uh, who loved, is Samara here again tonight? I don't think she is. Who loves Samara this morning? She gave her testimony uh, about what Connect Group has done for her. Connect Groups are our midweek meetings. Uh, we meet in small groups. Sunday's not enough for us. We want to get in each other's world uh, on a more regular basis, and we do that through Connect Groups. But tonight I'm just going to share with you because uh, the next per the person I'm reading out tonight, he's a bit shy. He's up the back. Dan, can you give us a big wave? Dan Correa, he's looking around. Stand up, Dan. Stand up. Stand up. Dan's, um, Dan's parents uh, own Panerotti's at Mingara, so if you want a good feed, go along there. Um, but Dan is part of our Connect group. He's just been able to get to church. He hasn't been able to get here for a while because he's been working, but he's here and he's uh, loving it and he's here. But this is what he has to say about Connect group. It says, the C3 Connect group that is running fortnightly has been extremely beneficial in my life. Each Connect group, the boys reflect on the weekly events that may have been affecting them in a positive or negative way, as well as a reflection on Sunday's church service message. Our Connect group have awesome guys. Who's in our Connect group? Can I see Scotty, Harry, Richard, you're too old. You're kidding, Dan. Um, we have awesome guys who have a passion for God, and I guess the benefits of having them around means that if you aren't having a great week, you know they are there to carry you like a team would. The whole point of Connect is to get to know individuals in your group in depth. Each and every one of them are at a diverse stage of their relationship with God and have experienced various issues uh, the enemy has tried to throw at them. The great thing about this is once these go, uh, that with these guys, the problems in your life don't seem that huge anymore because you can help uh, be, uh, stay on track, living for God because of the environment of Connect Group. Uh, people often get the concept, if you join a group, that you're forced to talk about your feelings, and if you don't, then you won't be liked. But that's not how it works at C3 Tugra. Um, it just keeps you on track with God, helps you connect with others, and other boys are there for you. So that's, um, that's Dan. Dan hasn't been able to get to church, but he has had 
connect group every fortnight running with that. Excuse me for two seconds. There we go. But, uh, you know, the past, the past sort of uh, few weeks we've been looking at community. Okay, we've heard that. We've heard about community. We've heard about uh, our individualistic society where uh, we often tend to think about ourselves and individuals before the other people and all that sort of stuff. And that's a message of being, that God has been speaking to our church. But tonight I want to share a little bit different. Uh, I want to mix it up a little. And I want to look at the greatest uh, connector of all time, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, He came to earth. He connected with all sorts of types of people. Um, and then eventually He died for us so we may have connection with our God in heaven and I think that is the ultimate connection that we can have. So I think we can do uh, well to look at Jesus uh, this evening and see what it is to connect with people, how he did it, how we can do it and that will be really cool. Is that alright? So why don't you turn with me to uh, the book of Luke chapter 19 verses 1 to 10 and we're going to read the word, a story about a man named Zacchaeus and uh, so once you're there we'll read this scripture. And it should be up there, I think, from verse 1. It says this, uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and, glad, and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. The Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. Okay, here we go. We have three, I want to uh, get across three points to you this evening about how we connect like Jesus. Two of them, the first two, are things that we need to know, things that we need to be aware of. The third thing is something that we need to do, okay, and make happen. The first thing, in verse uh, chapter one, chapter, uh, in verses 1 and 2, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man there by the name of Zacchaeus, uh, there was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and wealthy. And now, God did a pretty good job of putting 6,000 years worth of history into one book, okay? So sometimes we need to look at it a little bit deeper and say, what does that actually look like at a heart level? What does that look like there and then? It's all good to say there was a man there, he was there, Jesus came, came down, it was all good. But what does it look like? Who was Zacchaeus? Well, we know that he was a chief tax collector and he was uh, hired by the Romans who were occupying at the time and um, he was hired to take taxes off his own people, okay? So you can imagine how well he went down with his own people foreign people in, running the place, and he's made to, take, collect, to collect taxes off his own people, okay? This guy was one of the most despised people going around at the time. Nobody liked this guy, okay? He was, his, his own people didn't like him, the people hiring him probably didn't like him that much, and he was there and, and, and just hated, really hated by many people. And it got me thinking, I'm thinking, what sort of life is that? Okay, on the outside it might have been all right, he's rich and he had wealth, but what does that look like? What does it look like for him as uh, he goes about his life? And I think that his life is a very lonely one. And I, my first point I want to point out today is there is many Zacchaeuses around us. There's Zacchaeuses everywhere we look in our society. 
As we've said, we've talked about our culture being individualistic, um, and as all the different factors play their part in our society and becoming more of an individual, so uh, more and more people are becoming lonely and lonely and lonely. Okay, your situation might look different to Zacchaeus. You might not be a tax collector. You might not be rich. You might not be wealthy. But on the inside, it may be the same. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about Zacchaeus and that here he was. Uh, there was, um, he had no connection. There was not many or maybe no one that cared about him. Uh, all he ever heard was what a rotten scoundrel he was. I wonder what it was like for him when he went home at night. I wonder what it was like for him when he was sick. I wonder who took uh, care of him. I wonder what it would have been like maybe if he lost one of his parents uh, and who was there for him. I wonder what it felt like for him if there was a party going on next door uh, and everyone was invited except for him and all he wanted to do is maybe have a little bit of connection with people. I wonder what it felt like on his birthday when no one was around. I wonder what it was like uh, in the days nearer to this story where he got to the point where he said, you know what, I'm sick of what's going on in my life. I need something to change. Okay, and I think about as he sat there uh, in the Middle East, alone, unloved, guilty, shamed, unsatisfied. And I think about all the people outside right now sitting in homes who are feeling the very same. I think about uh, the kid who is sitting in a room while mum and dad are fighting in the background. I think of the person who has lost a loved one and is suffering terribly with grief. I think about the person who desires to have someone just to go out with on a Saturday night, yet no one is there to be with them. I think of someone who's broken up with the love of, love of their life and no one's around them. I think of the loneliness and emptiness in people's lives. And I think about maybe even you who are sitting here um, thinking, wow, that sounds all too true to my life. Um, you know, I'm talking about loneliness. And loneliness uh, can be summed up in this quote, I think. Um, it's a massive topic, but it says, Loneliness, to define it, if it is possible to do such, is the painful awareness that we lack meaningful contact. Say meaningful contact with others. The painful awareness that we lack meaningful contact with others. It involves within it a feeling of inner emptiness, which can be accompanied by sadness, discouragement, a sense of isolation, restlessness, and anxiety, and even an intense desire to be um, wanted and needed by somebody. You know, um, I found some statistics that said one in five 25 to 44-year-old Australians claim to be lonely at least once a week. Uh, one in three said loneliness has, seen, uh, has been a serious problem for them at some time in their life. I think it affects more people than we know and it's more dangerous than we think. Albert Einstein said, it's strange to be known so universally uh, and yet be so lonely. Uh, Mother Teresa, who stayed with dying people so they didn't have to go through death alone, said, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. Um, when at the death of her husband, Queen Victoria said these words, there was no one left to call me Victoria. There was no one left that had a meaningful relationship. Yeah, there's people around, but people don't need more people in their life. People need uh, more people who genuinely care about them in their life. Like Queen Victoria, there may be people around you, but you can still be lonely. You can be in a crowd and be the loneliest person going around. You can be by yourself and be quite content as well. But in a time where there's so much disconnection, we are focusing on this month and getting people connected into meaningful relationships. Is that good? I think it is. 
God um, did not create us to be by ourselves, okay? But in community, Genesis 2.18 says, um, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. He said, it's not good that people should be out here night after night, day after day, by themselves suffering in depression because they don't have anyone to care about them. It's the first thing that God ever declared as not good, okay? He said, this is not good. I know that this is not good. People should not be alone. And, you know, this came really clear to me as I was speaking to someone really close to me. Um, and they were really just depressed one night. Um, and they were saying, I just don't have any friends, okay? And that's not a sign of my friendship. Um, that's a, just a sign of... Okay, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on from that. But it's saying... <laughs> anyway, that's bad. It's saying, I'm talking genuinely hurt, as if, like, sitting at home, no one to call, no one to be around. No one to, to just hang around with. No, not even, you know, someone to just say, hey, I care about you tonight and, and wouldn't mind being with you. And you know what? As I, as I heard that, I just thought, that is not right. It's just not right. People, God said it is not good for man to be alone. And yet there's people out here that right now, as we sit here with our company and our nice, um, you know, friends, there's people out there who are at home, terrible loneliness right now. And I think that is what we need to be aware of. Jesus actually noticed Zacchaeus. And so there are Zacchaeuses everywhere. Who's noticing them now? Jesus is gone. He's at the right hand of God. Who's doing that? That's us. That'll be our job to keep an eye on the Zacchaeuses. Okay, so that's our job. The second point is in verses 3 to 4, it says this. Uh, He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And, you know, if we're going to connect like Jesus, not only do we need to recognize and be aware of these people, but we need to know that, there are, that these people are desperately seeking people um, who might be able to help their situation, people who might accept them, people who might just be able to move past their, their failures and their weaknesses and extend love to them anyway. And I'm hoping that that's the sort of people that we're going to be. Zacchaeus would have heard of the great works that Jesus was doing and more importantly, the types of people he was doing them for. Okay, and he obviously got to a point where he needed something to change. Maybe he got so sick of his life that he thought, I just need to see this guy that they're all talking about. I need to see this guy who actually hangs around lepers. I need to see this guy who who takes time out of of a blind man calling out and people are telling him to be quiet, but but this guy actually stops and talks to this guy. I just need to see what this guy, uh, who this guy is and and what he's, you know, what he's all about. Um, People are going to great extremes to seek out someone who they conceive as maybe having some, something to offer to fill the void of their loneliness and their need to connect. They're looking for people. They're searching for someone. Maybe you can help me. Maybe you can help me. I found uh, this by a pastor in Northern Ireland and he said, there was once an advertisement in a Kansas newspaper that read like this, I will listen to you talk for 30 minutes without comment for $5. Okay. And it sounds like a hoax, doesn't it? But it wasn't long before that individual who has placed the advertisement in the newspaper was bombarded by about 10 to 20 calls a day. The pain of loneliness for some is so sharp that they were willing to try anything for half an hour of companionship. Okay? Imagine that, just calling, people just wanting to talk to someone. I'll pay five bucks, just listen to me, just talk to me, just hang out with me, do anything. Um, I said last week that Facebook would be the third biggest country in the world uh, right now if, 
you were a country. Okay, it's got over five million uh, members, over five million users, which puts it above the United States. It just puts it just behind China and India. Uh, not too far these days, and who knows, before long, it might be the biggest community in the world. But what's so appealing? It's people that actually um, want to look at them. It's people that care about them, take an interest in them. And sometimes it's just people being around, just having someone around. And I think whether it be in the form of Facebook or someone seeking relationship after a relationship or someone maybe giving up their innocence for a moment of connection or maybe, uh, you know, even that doing something they don't really want to do just so they can fit in or maybe even that naughty kid that pesters you in class continuously. Whether it be good or bad, people are crying out, look at me, pay attention to me, accept me into your group, love me, connect with me. All right? And so that's the predicament that we find ourselves in right now, that there is a world full of lonely people, a world full of people crying out saying, connect, connect, connect. And the third and final point I want to share with you tonight is one of action. And it goes along the lines of this. Verses 5 to 6. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately, for I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. You know what? Jesus didn't preach at Zacchaeus. He didn't stand there and say, Zacchaeus, you are such a bad bloke. I can't believe all these people you've ripped off. Get down here now, repent before me, and you'll be okay. I love that. I love that. He just said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to stay with you today. I want to be with you today. I want to connect with you today. I'm not going to judge you like everyone else down on the ground today. I'm just going to accept you as you are and say, come on over. Zacchaeus, out of everyone in the crowd, was probably the last person that Jesus would be expected to go and fellowship with. But you know what, Jesus, right now, whether you're here today, whether you're whatever background you're from, whatever you've done, Jesus actually wants to fellowship with you. And we hope that we will be a community of believers that can offer you that same love and acceptance. Because, you know, Jesus ate with his mates. He ate with his disciples. He ate with those that were close to him. He ate with the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day that he didn't really like. Uh, he ate with the prostitutes and the tax collectors. He ate with any sinner. Okay, There was no one beyond Jesus' reach. He just was available for anyone. He didn't care what anyone thought. Okay, the crowd mocked Zacchaeus and said, you know, you're a sinner, what's going on? Jesus just said, I don't care. I'm not about what people say. I'm just going to connect with people. I'm here to connect with people. Because, you know, in Galatians 3.28, it says, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither male nor female, neither slave nor free in Christ Jesus. Because, you know, God came and gave his only son that none may perish, but that all may come to repentance. Okay, and that is his heart's desire for that. As a young person, I ask you as well, you know, we've got some youth in here. When was the last time you spoke to someone at your school that wasn't the coolest person going around? When was the last time you took time out to talk to that person who is really, really lonely, really, really unpopular at the same time, but you took time out to speak to them and accept them just for who they are? Because I know school can mess people up seriously. I was speaking to someone that area is in their 30s and admitted said school, high school messed me up. And it was a lack of acceptance, a, la a rejection, not a bad person. It was a time when they just said no one wanted to connect with them through nothing other than superficial attitudes. A young person, get to people, connect with them. Don't worry about what your friends think. Don't worry about what's cool. Connect with people who need connection. And so if I'm right, 
and people are lonely, and if I'm right, they are seeking connection with people who can accept them, then the church must be, I believe, the first and foremost place where people can come to find this connection. If they can't, I tell you what, we are in a world of strife. This should be the place where people can see uh, the, 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 the closest demonstration of what God's unconditional love is. Don't you reckon? People can walk in and go, not feel judged, not feel condemned, not feel like they're hanging around a bunch of hypocrites, but can walk in and go, you know what, this must have been what it was like to hang around Jesus. Just acceptance, just love. And so, um, because, you know, I, again, I'm reminded of another person who, who went to a church uh, and, and stopped going. And I said, why did they stop going? And they said, I, I just didn't fit in. Uh, I just didn't fit in in, in, the, in that church. Um, it was nothing, I know that situation, it wasn't anything about that young person. It was nothing about them being antisocial or reluctant to work with people. It was just that they weren't felt welcome by the people. And I don't think anyone should walk into a church and say, I don't fit. Just sure, I think it should be the last thing that comes across someone's lips is, I don't fit. People should walk in here and go, wow, this is incredible. At least you can come up now. I'm almost done. But there is such a great power in connection, and that's what we're talking about this month. It's not about structure. It's not about uh, a system, though connect groups are our way of being intentional about what we're talking about here. It's our way of saying we're serious about this. We are in for this, and I encourage you, get a part of this thing called connect groups. We're putting them in place for this very reason, to connect people as they come in, Christian, non-Christian, whoever, lonely people, people that everyone needs someone around their life, and that is what we're doing to try and fill that. There is great power in connection. It brings definition to people's lives, and it actually will change a life. You look at Zacchaeus, it was connection that actually said, hey, well, if you're willing to, hey, if you're willing to connect with me, hey, I'm going to leave this behind. It's not Jesus saying, you need to get rid of that, you need to get rid of that. Zacchaeus just said, wow, I'm going to sell, I'm just going to stop ripping people off just because you accepted me. Because unconditional love changes hearts more than judgment hearts. All right, so unconditional love, you'll see people, we don't need to tell people what they need to change when they come in. We don't need to point the finger and tell people what's wrong with them. They most likely know that already. What we do need to do is point out what's right with them and, uh, and tell them that, hey, you know, I don't, no matter what you're like, no matter who you are, we're here and we are here to connect with you in this place. You know, and I just want to touch again quickly on connect groups before we pray together. Uh, I just want to read you one quote from a, a guy that wrote a book on a church, on church surveys, and he, he identified um, eight characteristics of a healthy church. Okay, he said these eight things must be doing really well in a church if it's going to be effective, catering for the needs of the people. And one of those is small groups. And he said Christian small groups are not a nice yet dispensable hobby. No, it's the very essence of the church of Jesus Christ to provide places where believers can find this kind of intimate community. And this is not a great idea. I, we, really, we don't just find a month to talk about a topic just because it's fun. We find a month to talk about a topic because it's vital to what we're doing as a church. And we don't organize a whole system of connect groups just because it's fun and it's something to do and it's another thing to do with our time. No, it's because we are intentionally saying we love people in here we want to accept people and we want to make a place for them to come in and feel connected in this church. So can I encourage you, really, really, really encourage you that this is something that I believe 
will see our church go to new levels of influence. It'll see our church go to a bigger day and a more effective day. Not a day of just greater numbers, but a, a, a day of greater um, impact in reaching people and a greater effectiveness to help people where they're at in their lives. So let's stand for a moment and let's pray together. You know, all that, you might be here for the first time and you might say, that's all very well. That's great. Um, but I don't even know what you're talking about, this Jesus guy, really. He's, um, you know, what? Talk to, tell me about him first. Why should we follow his example? Well, can I tell you something? That right now, everyone that is at that without Jesus in their life is in a predicament, just like we all were before we, before we met him. And that is disconnection from our God. Sin uh, has ended the world when sin came and it affects all of us, no matter how good your actions are, no matter how uh, good a person you are, it's nothing to do with that. Sin came in and ended the world and disconnected human beings from their God. So right now, you are disconnected from God if you haven't called upon the name of Jesus Christ. But the good news is that as I was saying before, God so loved you that He gave His Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life connected with Him. And you know what? It's great that we can connect people with people, but if you're not connected with God, there is no relationship in your world that is going to fulfill every desire that you have. There is nothing that we can do, no person we can hook you up with, no Mr. Perfect, no Miss Perfect, that will ever meet every need in your life other than Jesus Christ. And so just, uh, tonight, I really want to make an opportunity right now for people in this place, as I say, God, I believe, has been speaking to me about people that are here tonight for their whole week. I have actually been uh, excited to get past uh, the message and to this opportunity of seeing people connected with God. Neil, I would love that, hey? You love that sort of stuff. You know what? It's the easiest and the best thing you can ever do. It is only by faith. You can't do anything. You cannot earn this. You cannot earn a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't do it. You can't, there's nothing you can do. You can climb mountains, you can do whatever, but nothing can make you right before Him other than faith in Jesus Christ. And that's it, faith. All you've got to do is just believe. Just believe. Just say, God, just like Zacchaeus, hey, I've got to see this guy. There's something about this guy. I've just got to see him. And you know what? Are you willing? Are you, are you willing to, like Zacchaeus did, are you willing to get across a crowd? Are you willing to get above every obstacle, every situation that might block you from seeing Him? And will you climb that tree tonight and say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to meet with you tonight. This is my night. And I believe there's people in here that, that know that, that actually have been this week, God beckoning their hearts, going, you know what, yeah, I, I, God, I need you. I need you. And so tonight, I want to connect you with the one that will never leave, the one that will never let you down. We will still let you down. I'm not going to be ignorant. We'll still let you down at times. You're still going to get annoyed. You may even get annoyed at Pastor Phil. I don't know how, but you know, you may even get annoyed with everyone. But you know what? Jesus Christ will never leave you. He's here with you in this earth. He's here with you in this day. He's here with you in the day to come. He'll love you unconditionally as you are for the rest of your days. Uh, and you know what? I, I am just so pumped. I want people to experience that tonight. Maybe you did. Maybe you followed him once. Maybe you, you've heard of him. Maybe you've known about him in a religious way. But can I tell you, friends, that's not what Jesus is about. He doesn't care if you know about him. He cares if you know him. And Zacchaeus, he didn't say, Zacchaeus, um, go to 
can go to the synagogue on the weekend and all's going to be fine. No, he said, come, I want to eat with you. I want to do life with you. I want to hang around you. I want to speak with you. I want to actually get to know you. And so can we get everyone to close our eyes in here tonight? With every eye closed, I simply want to pray a prayer with you. If that's you, do not leave this place without being connected to the God who loves you. And I just want to pray a simple prayer with you. It takes one prayer. It's not, you don't have to come down and jump through a hoop. You don't have to beat yourself up. All I want you to do is pray with me and say, you know what, Jesus, I realize I'm disconnected from you. I realize you came and paid a price that that doesn't have to happen any longer. And I want to meet with you tonight. So right now, if that's you, can I just, when I count to three, can you just put your hand up to say, yeah, Garth, that's me. I don't want religion. I'm not interested in that. What I want is relationship with Jesus. I want connection with the God who loves me. So right now, in three, two, one, can I just get a show of hands right now? Just put your hand up right where you are. That's great. Couple there. Fantastic. Come on. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave tonight without doing this. Come on. Keep your eyes closed for 30 seconds. I just want to give absolutely everyone in here a chance to respond, even if you feel distant, even if you're not sure. And uh, I just want to give everyone a chance. So come on, if that's you, if you haven't already lifted your hand, let me just see that. Let me just see that. I'll give you 15 more seconds. I just want to make sure absolutely everyone in here is connected tonight. Fantastic, fantastic. Hey, I just wonder, is it all right if you bring your friend, if you just come here, I just want to pray with you. Is that all right? If you girls come here just for two seconds, if you put your hand up. Keith, do you want to, is that, is that all right? I'm not going to bite you or do it, you know, bite you. not hard anyway. I just, I just want to pray with you. Hey, it's great. Anyone else, you got five seconds? If that was you, put your hand up. Come on down, just come on down. We got like five seconds to come down. And be included in this prayer, Karnazi, big champion. You know what? This is the greatest thing you'll ever do. The greatest thing you'll ever do. So let's pray. And I'm going to get absolutely everyone in here to pray this together because I don't think you can ever get this enough. And you've got to know as you're standing there, girls, as you're standing there in Austin, if from this moment on, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new season of life. You are connected with God. He's available to you wherever you go. It's not about joining a church. It's not about being more religious. It's about entering into life with Jesus Christ, the one who gave his life for you, the one who gave it all that you may be connected with the God who loves you more than anyone ever will. He loves you more than anyone ever will. Someone else, is there one more person? Don't go without it. Pastor Phil saying there's one more, there's one more, there's one more. If that's you, come on out, come on out. Ask your friends, ask, ask the person next to you, bring them out. Ask your friend to bring you out. I know I'm very scary. I'm, I'm very muscly and um, intimidating figure at times. Um, so that, if that's you, just bring a friend and that's all good. Five seconds, we've got to move on. Five seconds, we've got to move on. Is that anyone? Five four, count down's gone, three, two, and one. I think that's it, Pastor Phil. We've got it. Girls, repeat this after me. Austin, let's pray. And uh, this day, this will connect you with your God in heaven. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of your Son. Right now, I confess that I believe in Jesus Christ. 
I believe he walked the earth. I believe he died on a cross for my sin. God, reveal your love to me right now. God, I turn my heart to you. And God, I ask that you would come into my life from this day forward, that you would walk with me, that you would connect with me, that you would pour out your love upon me for all my days. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. That's great. Hey, I might get some girls to just pray with you. Everyone else, why don't we close our eyes and let's...